If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints, hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it, and healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, Michelle. I should not even have to really introduce you because you've been here so many times. <laughs> but how are you tonight? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. I'm excited about our conversation about infertility and stress. But for those of you know, those of our listeners who may not know who you are, can you give us a brief introduction about who you are and what you do? Sure. My name's Michelle Renee. I am a uh, women's health and fertility um, health coach. I am a yoga teacher and I work with Wendy for the stress blueprint and I'm a breathwork and yoga um, movement specialist. I um, infertility and women's health is my thing. I am on a mission to help w- women understand their uh, fertility health and um, why it matters and ways to overcome the, the grief and stress of um, fertility journeys. Awesome. Michelle is the bomb.com, as they say. <laughs> uh, Michelle, so why is this important to you? How did you get into infertility and women's health? Yeah, so I myself am a um, infertility warrior. I do not like using the word infertility. So from here out, we'll use the word fertility um, because the infertility connotates that it's something I can't do, right? It doesn't give any room for me to be able to have, to be fertile. Um, Oh, I love that. Okay. Okay. I love that. Okay. Yeah. So I've been on my own fertility journey for, um, since 2015 and it has been quite the road. Um, you know how you see those graphs where it's like, you get married, you have your baby life is like happily ever after. No, it's kind of like, it took me forever to meet my person. I met my person. We started talking about having children. I found out I had a diagnosis of endometrio- endometriosis and the line zigzagged a lot 
over the last six years. Yeah, I think that's a good point you bring up because, you know, in life, it's like, oh, you got to go to school. You got to get a good job, get a good career, find your, you know, your Prince Charming, get married, buy your house, get your dog, and then have a baby. And one thing like for my husband and I, when um, we got married, it's like, well, when are you having a baby? And that's what people always ask, which I think is such a unfair question because it puts people in this position like how do you know I want children how do you know I can have children Mm -hmm. right so um yeah such an interesting um I guess phenomenon is what I'll call it a lived experience but that's the expectation of society and then it puts pressure on people to live up to those societal norms which their lives stress so how do you think stress and fertility are related so a lot related they kind of go hand in hand um it's funny that you say like um you know the societal pressures right um have this career get your career we tell women get a career your career is important start your family we put all of this stress on ourselves right and then when it's time to have a child most of us um so for myself you know, it was later in life. I went to nursing school. I established my career as a nurse. I then decided to go back for my bachelor's degree. I did that for a while. I worked in the ICU for a while. I went and I saw different types of nursing. Um, Then I decided I want to go back to school um, to get my NP. That took a little bit. So I was 35, right? And then they get you. You're uh, too old. You got some old eggs. You're too old. So on top of everything else, do all this stuff. Be the perfect person. You do everything they tell you to do. You end up being in your mid-30s, right? By the time you get established. And then they pile on, well, now you're old. And now your eggs are old. So that's adding to the stress of like, I only have this certain time window that I can have this family and this ideal life because I went after a career. Um, so that compounds the stress of, of it all. I think that the research says, so there's a lot of research going on right now around stress and you know what comes first. Does the stress come first contributing to your infertility or does the the stress of knowing that you're having fertility problems contribute, then contribute more to your fertility struggles. I think it's a combination of both. I think, uh, you know, from my personal experience, I would say that I was super stressed about finding the right person um, because I was getting older in age. I was stressed about my career Um, you know, I wanted to have this career. I wanted to have this perfect life that society told me that I should have. I wanted to make the money. I want the big house. I wanted it all. So I want there's there's that stress. There's working many, many hours. I cannot even tell you how many hours I have worked, you know, having more than one job. Um, and then finding out that I have a diagnosis of endometriosis and really coming to terms with what that means for my fertility 
added a different, another layer of stress. Um, so I think it's a combination of everything. And we know that when we are stressed and we are in chronic stress, it has negative effects on our bodies, period, right? Our bodies don't operate at optimum function. So which in turn affects our fertility in both males and females. Yeah, I think you mentioned something so key about life being full of stress. And I had a couple of thoughts while you were talking, like being a nurse, going to nursing school, very stressful. And through that all, no one talks about how to manage stress, right? So never mind getting out of school, working, nursing is stressful. You know, being a nurse um, is definitely stressful. Like you said, working hours, having more than one job, that's stressful. Um, and no one really talks about how do you manage stress. So one thing I always ask is who taught you about stress and stress management? And usually when I'm presenting, no one raises their hand. No one, no one really talks about it, right? We, we kind of normalize it in our society, but it can impact our mental and physical health. And then I was also thinking about, you know, being a young woman myself, you know, we always, um, try not to be pregnant, right? You don't want to get pregnant because you have to go to school and finish school and have the career. So, and I, I don't want to be pregnant, right? So you spend so much of your life trying to avoid pregnancy. <laughs> and then, you know, then you get married later. So I'm the same way. I got married late. Well, I guess late according to societal norms, but I got married at um, 37 and I had my son at 37, eight, I don't know. Um, but I had, I had him late thirties <laughs> and that was one of my concerns. Like, I don't know, like if I'll be able to get pregnant. Right. Um, and then the stress of being in a relationship and like, well, are we going to get married? Are we not like another stressor, right? All these things got to stress you out. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's a real experience. And, uh, one thing that I remember, even when I was younger in nursing, working as a CNA, I recall many nurses experiencing um, problems with fertility, um, you know, but not thinking anything of it because I was younger, but even being older in the nursing realm, a lot of nurses. And, and now that I'm talking to you, I'm thinking nursing is very stressful. We know that, like, you know, is there a correlation there? Um and with stress, as, as, as you know, as you and everyone who's listening, maybe not everyone, I assume, but no, but with stress, you, you get the shift in hormones, right? So hormones are, are, are not balanced, which is huge when you're talking about fertility. Um, right. so, so you being a fertility coach, and this week we're celebrating, it's fertility week, right? It's National Infertility Awareness. So um, bringing awareness to the general public about the, the stressors of and the challenges, right, that people who are um, struggling with fertility are facing. Um, if you, so there's a lot of new laws coming out helping women who are struggling with fertility there in up until recent years there hasn't been a lot of focus on the fertility challenges that women are facing. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of insurance coverage. And that matter of fact, some insurance companies still only cover like one cycle, but 
sometimes it takes more than one cycle. Um, sometimes for uh, sometimes insurance companies have like these hoops that you have to jump through um, in order to to receive the benefits. Um, if you're a military member, um, there is no fertility coverage through um, the insurance that the military carries. So just bringing awareness to those things and the challenges. So not only are you faced with this new diagnosis, right? You're also faced with the challenges of coverage. You're also faced with educating others as to what you're going through. A lot of women suffer in silence. I know I, for one, suffered in silence because it, it was kind of shameful. It was shameful that I waited so long um, and now my body isn't doing what it's supposed to. Um, shameful that something that some, that people take for granted and can just happen by accident for some people is not happening by accident for me. Uh, and then the procedures can bring a little bit of shame because it, you know, they're very invasive and nothing is secret. You go to many, many appointments. You see many, many people. I There's a meme <laughs> and it says, uh, it's Oprah Winfrey, you know how she gives out the gifts. You get a gift, you get a gift, you get a gift. And when you go to the fertility clinic and I, when I saw this meme, I had just said to my husband, like everyone has seen everything about me. <laughs> So when you're going to the fertility clinic, you're like, you've seen my private parts. You've seen my private parts. You've seen my private parts because you just go through so many appointments and you see so many people, right? And you don't want to go back and talk about that's not something that you want to go back and talk about or share. So just bringing knowledge and awareness. So this is part of the fertility journey for many women, couples, because it's not only women. It's, it's others, it's same-sex couples that are going through these challenges. So it's, it's everyone that's going through this, these challenges. I think it's so cool that Fertility Awareness Week is in the same month as Stress Awareness Month, right? April is Stress Awareness Month. So I think that is uh, really cool. So Michelle, how do you help women like like have you you created a community but what else do do you do do you have a program do you have resources how can they connect with you if they just want to be in your ecosystem for support and information sure i um i have a coaching program where it is um 10 10 sessions with me and i help you through um facing your fears around fertility I help you with uh, your stress management and coping skills. Um, I help you with movement because there's a lot of research showing how movement not only helps right, bring blood and circulation back to your organs, but it also helps with coping and helps with stress management. Um, I help with breath work. You, you go to all these appointments. You're constantly receiving bad news, constantly anxiously awaiting the next test result. So how to breathe through that, how to work through that, how to work with your anxiety. Um, so it's 10, it's 10 sessions and we, we work together on a personalized um, program for you. And the other way that you can um, 
connect with me is I have a for, uh, fertility and IVF wellness group on Facebook where I um, pop in every now and then, share some parts of my journey, share some tips and tricks, give a little bit of education. You know, because we don't talk about it a lot, there's a, a lot that women don't know when they're going through this journey or they find out as they go. And if we can, if I can do some education and even have you ask questions before you even go to your first appointment or even while you're going through the journey, you know, oh, she mentioned this, maybe I should ask about this. If I can help you grow and advocate for yourself appropriately, that is my my goal over in my uh, IVF and fertility wellness group. I feel like you're an ideal person to come to if someone's having fertility um, problems because you one have a person you have the personal experience right and you're competent. That's all that kept coming to my mind. You're a healthcare provider, um, which is like. Your healthcare provider, your you specialize in yoga, breath work, movement. I mean, you're just like the total package for you know to help someone with this. Like I, I can't think of anyone else. Like you've been through it and you have the medical knowledge, even though you're not providing medical, right? You're not doing this in, in terms of providing medical advice, but you're able to provide the support, the connection, um, which I think is awesome. And I think your community is. Um, so pivotal because people don't have, you know, like you said, they don't want to talk about, it, but if you, you know, you're talking about it to people who can relate, that must be so comforting. It must be so comforting. And you have a challenge going on right now, right? In your community. I do. So for national infertility awareness week, I ha- I'm running a challenge over in my group and it's just so that you can, my hope, my goal is that, um, you begin to feel more comfortable talking about it and you let some of this shame, some of this anxiety go. I know for myself, I didn't really talk about my journey. I, I, I didn't talk about my journey at all to anyone, not even my family um, until two years ago. And just, and I've been doing this for six years now. So just, um, having that conversation, having those conversations and opening up took some of the pressure off of me. And yes, it did open me up to some comments like, oh, just relax, um, have a glass of wine. It did open me up to some of those things. And at first I didn't know how to react to those, to those comments. Um, but it took a burden off of me because it felt like something that I was sharing and something, something that I wasn't sharing and something that I was carrying alone. Um, So my hope is that by during this week, allowing people to tell their story in a safe place, right? Because it's a private group. So if you feel like you're in a safe place to tell your story, then maybe that will relieve some of your stress and some of your anxiety. Also, my hope is that if somebody is going through, maybe, maybe you don't have endometriosis, maybe you have male factor infertility, or maybe you have diminished ovarian reserve and something worked for you, or you found something um, or your story triggered somebody else. And maybe you could connect through, through, so you find support. So you find community. That is also one of my hopes for running the challenge. 
That's amazing. That is amazing. And one question I have, if there's a male who is listening, a male nurse or healthcare provider who's listening to this podcast and, you know, their, um, you know, wife or spouse or partner is having, um, you know, is it okay to say issues or problems with fertility? Is that okay? So I say fertility challenges. Fertility challenges. What, what would you, what advice would you have for this person trying to help their partner or wife uh, through fertility challenges? So I, I think it's, um, this is something I talk to my husband all the time because I, <laughs> I was always, I'm always like, I, I don't think you get it. You're not getting it. Um, one, listen, just be of that listening ear. It, sometimes it may not make sense. The hormones, you know, the hormones, the injections, the, especially in the time of COVID, having to go to um, appointments alone a lot, just be that listening ear. If there's something, a, a favorite something that your spouse likes, try and encourage um, to continue doing those activities or to continue those things because fertility this journey takes so much from you. It's so much, it's time, it's energy, um, it's stress. It takes so much from you. So trying to incorporate things that maybe relieve some of your stress or bring you joy so that you're not always looking at the, 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 the bad parts of it. And then space, you know, giving someone space. I, I know it doesn't make sense, but sometimes it's just processing everything. Um, as women, we take on like, my body isn't doing the one thing, right? I was made to do and the space to process that. And then realizing, you know, offering help, offering a listening ear, but not trying to fix. So that would be my advice. I also think it's important for the partners or husbands to um, take space for themselves too, because it's a journey that both parties are going through, even though the woman may be experiencing it and, and going to the appointments, but also processing and reaching out for support, right? I, I, you know, like, you know, you may need some support, but really understanding what you need and, and how to really fulfill that need, because this is a journey that includes you as well. But I think that's really great um, advice for partners and or husbands out there who may be trying to support, um, you know, their, their, their spouse. Um, and Michelle, you, uh, you were going through fertility challenges, but where are you now on your journey? Yeah, um, thank you for asking. I um, so just to give a little back back story. So we've been doing this. My husband and I have been doing this since 2015. Um, I've had about six procedures to remove endometriosis. Um, I've done. I can't remember, but I think it's close to nine IVF cycles. Um, I had one chemical pregnancy. I've had two miscarriages and I was ready to give up, but I, something told me to keep going. And we just did a cycle back in 
September of last year, mm, around September of last year. And we went for a frozen embryo transfer in December. Um, and I said, after this, we have to look at other options for our family building because I don't know how much I can take after this. And I am currently five months pregnant. Yay! <laughs> Yay! That's so awesome. That is so awesome. So Michelle, how can people get in contact with you? Is there a website, email? My website is gracefulpoweryogaandwellness.com. You can reach me there. You can also uh, reach me on Facebook. I have uh, a page called Graceful Power Yoga and Wellness. And if you're looking for the fertility support group, it's called Fertility and IVF Wellness Support. Um, and if you're looking on Facebook, it's Graceful Power Yoga and Well. I mean, on, on Instagram. If you're looking for me on Instagram, I'm at base, uh, Graceful Power Yoga and Wellness. Awesome. Now, can I take you through a rapid fire before we wrap sure. up? Fertility wellness means? Fertility wellness means listening to your body. I knew I was stressed when I was going through my fertility challenges when? I knew I was stressed when I was going through my fertility challenge when I had my second miscarriage. And your go-to stress management solution during that time was? At that particular time, I didn't have a good one. Now I do uh, yoga. Yoga brings me back. It centers me. Um, I did go see a therapist and talking with my husband more. Awesome. The one thing I learned on my fertility challenge journey was? Advocate, advocate, advocate. As a nurse, I didn't, I didn't realize the importance of advocating. I thought, um, well, they know what I'm thinking. They, they have all the answers. Um, who am I to question? I didn't want to come off as that, that, that nurse patient. Um, but that didn't do me well. So what I learned is I need to advocate. I need to speak up because only I know my body, right? My body speaks to me. I have to say what I'm feeling, what I'm going through. If you can say one thing to someone who's listening, who they're thinking about giving up, they're just tired of the journey. What would you say to them? What is your vision? If you see yourself having a family, if this has always been your dream, don't give up. Be open to all the possibilities because you never know which one's going to work. It doesn't have to be that straight line. It doesn't have to be society's norm. It's what's right for you and your family building process. Amazing. And Michelle, I'm just asking this question that just came up in my mind, but do you offer free consultations if someone wanted to call and just have a consult with you? I do. So I offer um, 20 to 30 minute um, telephone calls to see if my program is appropriate for you. Um, right now, we're, we're on a waiting list. Um, so if it's something that you're interested in, joining the waiting list, and then someone will reach out to you and set up an appointment. 
Awesome. Well, Michelle, this has been great. Thank you so much for your time and thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for having me, Wendy. Are you feeling stressed or overwhelmed in your personal or professional life? If like so many of us, the answer is yes. Register for the free stress solution series to learn how to craft your very own personalized stress blueprint. Secure your spot at www.stresssolutionseries.com. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Between episodes, you can follow the Nurse Wellness Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Before you go, I would love to share a free mindfulness ebook with you. Go to stressblueprint.com backslash 35 and download your free copy. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints, hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it, and healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.